What's up guys? Welcome back to Shree's podcast. So in this episode of Shree's podcast, I had an opportunity to interview Peter from Peter Massey from Lebanon. Peter is a dendrophile, he's an explorer, he's a traveler, he's a hotelier, he's so much more. He just um this interview was really educational for me. Uh he knows a lot about history, he knows a lot about Lebanon and um and uh, the landscapes and uh, the atmosphere of Lebanon uh it was a really interesting conversation and i really enjoyed it he's just a just great great human being and i just um i had an i'm so grateful that i had an opportunity to talk to peter it was just so inspirational to talk to peter and the whole conversation was the best conversation that i ever had inspirational because considering what lebanon has been going through since a past uh, you know it, it's been going through a lot of unfortunate events as we know and the country just refuses to give up and uh, the people even have to struggle for the fundamentals of life in lebanon and what i love about them is they don't give up they're still uh holding on to their faith they're holding on to their their dreams and they're looking forward to fixing all the problems that they are they have been going through and they just want to overcome and they just want to go back to their good old days as peter says well i hope you enjoy the conversation guys i really hope the things change for lebanon and now let's listen to peter <laughs> welcome to my podcast hello shriyang yeah how are you doing i am doing excellent how are you i'm doing great uh tell people who you are and what you do all right <laughs> this is a funny question okay so um i am peter um no i'm 32 years old i'm uh, a lebanese uh, citizen um i spent a good share of my life uh, working abroad in uh, countries uh, such as jordan and uh, france um i'm a hotelier uh i started as a restaurateur uh, with with a family owned business and then moved into the hotel sector um and right now i've been uh, i've been exploring you know other options and uh, working on on side projects for uh, for for the last year uh, so as you know uh, discovering you know different parts of lebanon and uh, trying to make the best of this uh, uninvited sabbatical <laughs> sure yeah peter um about lebanon uh, what i have heard on youtube um about lebanon is that the country has been going through a lot of tough time you know series of unfortunate events so how is it going in lebanon and what is lebanon like uh shireng uh, tough times <laughs> i think is an understatement <laughs> okay for what we've been through you know lately uh yeah. well uh, the country has um, has started going through um let's say political and uh, Uh, social uh, stagnation issues you know uh, last uh, well october 2017 uh, october 2019 17 october and uh, the issue was firstly um, socio political 
and then moved into uh, the economic quadrant and the financial quadrant you know with our um, with our currency being devaluated uh, more than 10 times mm-hmm. uh, as well as you know a lockdown uh, on uh, all the bank deposits and so we, uh, we 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 came short on liquidity everyone came short on liquidity except the big dogs of course who were able to you know ship their money abroad illegally uh, or you know through their own contacts but the majority of the population uh, have their money locked uh, locked at banks um, as well as the economic impact you know uh, coming off of all of this uh, this uh, uh, irrigation um, now um, now you know uh, to buy uh, to buy a tank of gas it's so expensive to be able to afford the uh, uh, warm throughout the coming winter, you know, it's it's too expensive. It's going to be a challenging winter, I tell you really. Um, everything at the supermarkets is too expensive. Uh, I think Beirut now is ranked at uh, number four, you know, with uh, with with the with the uh, as as I mean, uh, the most expensive city in the world, fourth expensive uh, city in the world. Um, despite uh, despite you know the prices. Uh, and the devaluation uh, situation, uh, the official uh, value of the the dollar is still uh, as is, is still as before, mm-hmm. and this is what the people have been earning, you know, lately. So if you used to get, uh, let's say, uh, uh, two hundred, uh, say one thousand dollars before, okay, and one thousand dollars before used to be one point five k LBP. Now, um, sorry, 1.5 million LBP. Now wow. it's uh, going to be now. Now, now the 1.5 million LBP is only um, 100 100 dollars or less. Wow! So you're getting, you're still getting that, or the majority of people are so. Uh, so it, it it has become really tough on the Lebanese population. Uh, and you know, change has yet to happen. Uh, serious change has yet to happen. So we're waiting for it. Uh, we're trying to uh, to educate, you know, everyone here. You know, we have good media, free media, and we have uh, we're betting on our uh, judiciary uh, uh, part of the part of the, uh, the the authorities here to be able to help and to be able to uh, really uh, hold people accountable. From previous governments and from uh, from all levels of authorities uh, concerning what's what's happened and concerning you know all the the corruption we've had the past thirty years and uh, concerning of course the explosion of fourth of August. Yeah, well, I hope all of that gets better soon. And what I like about you people is regardless of all of these challenges and difficulties, you guys always stand together. You support each other and you're helping country rebuild again, you know? Sri um, Lanka now more than ever, you know, because Lebanon is a country that's very uh, unique in its, uh, in its um, diversity. You know, we have, uh, we have around 18 different sects in, in the country. Um, I'm sure India also is very familiar with that scene. Yeah. Uh, but but in Lebanon, it's a very small country, so we have to live together. You know, we cannot like yeah. have different parts of the country, and we we uh, we have to share the same capital city. We have to 
to to to work together we have to live together so there's uh, no other option than coexisting unless we we divide the country you know and we go to to cantons or to uh, to to a federal nation um and in the in the uh, scenario of you know uh, keeping lebanon uh, one united nation uh, we have to find ways we have to unite uh, over public uh, wealth and uh, over uh, you know the the uh, the basically you know the, the over over building a civil government a civil uh, society that can build you know the nation to all lebanese not only to their own part of lebanon or what they think is lebanon to them so um, the mindset is, is slowly changing um, and you know civil civil principles are coming into the scene now you know whereas before it was mainly sectarian and each sect had you know its own representative basically controlled uh, controlled all representation tech now it it's very it's, it's changing very quickly with a new uh, with new alliances you know uh, combining mm-hmm. people from different sects and from from different areas uh, working in different dynamics uh, through different coalitions yeah yeah well uh, in my experience you know the difficult experiences often lead to some um, really valuable lessons and they take you towards a beautiful future so i really hope good i i hope the best for people in lebanon definitely it has been a lesson you know those uh, uh, those who have learned from it uh, mm-hmm. will will benefit you know from the from the information from the from the lessons uh, we've become better you know as uh, as uh, you know in terms of unity we've come become together uh, we've become better in terms of uh, um, economic and financial awareness in terms of uh, civil duty uh, in terms of you know knowing how to build a nation because we've been through all the all the bullshit you know lately yeah. so w- w- that has helped us you know increase so much awareness and uh, introduce you know new values and new uh, let's say benchmarks that we did not have uh, in in assessing you know a government and assessing a pm in uh, assessing uh, members of the parliament in, in assessing you know the performance of the economy uh, we were totally away from that and that crisis has given us given us this this blueprint of of of, of so much you know happening yeah it like gives us the picture of what it should be right and um, the best part is um, the hardest times bring the best in us humans you know in these tough times in crisis is when we show the most humanity and we become helpful so that's good yeah that also came to the scene shirirang uh, you know uh, um, a lot of help uh, came from abroad and from within the country uh, lebanese experts were able to assist big time uh, sending us you know meds when we were out of meds uh mm. pharmacies were closed and we still have this problem now but it's it's declining uh, regularly but uh, without you know the expats and without the, the the helping nations you know um that that supported us with with uh, with food and meds uh, it would have been 10 times worse yeah 
life, even the normal fundamental life must be really difficult there, right? For people, how are they surviving? To tell you the truth, Sri Rang, it's been so hard. You know, I, I consider myself very lucky and fortunate to have been able to support my family with the minimum. Um, but most, and let's say maybe 22% of the Lebanese right now are suffering from malnutrition. They're not being able to, to even eat well, you know. And now with the winter coming, I'm really worried about this, uh, this nation, you know, facing this tough winter. Um, it's going to be really hard. I don't know. I don't see any, any uh, very, um, any close solutions to that. You know, the price of, uh, the price of oil is, is too high. And, uh, and you know, um, we have uh, very mountainous areas, you know, um, um, above, uh, above uh, 1,500 meters, you know, above sea level. So um, it's going to be very tough for them, a very tough winter and an expensive one, especially where you need to keep, you know, uh, the, the, heating, uh, the heating on 24-7. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think will be a way out of all of this suffering? Well, it's it's you know there's no uh, there's no quick solution there's no uh, you know magic answer for that it's um, it's you know um, waking up and um, and carrying out our civil duties you know and and keep on building awareness on how to build a nation successful nation and how should we uh, manage and what should we change you know and and stop denying our role. And doing so, and um, and realizing how big of an impact we have done so far, you know, with all, with everyone, you know, with, with our unity, with our power since 17 October 2019, you know, things have changed. The loop has become much bigger, you know, uh, over over anyone in in in, uh, in, uh, in politics or anyone in in, in legal. Authorities. So the mindset has has been changing, and even though you know people are not at the streets, you know the way they were, seventeen uh, October two thousand nineteen, uh, we still of of revolting. You know the idea of revolution is um, it is escalating. It's not disappearing. It's escalating now. It's it went to the to the uh, unions, uh, you know, the um, secular and the uh, the uh, the civil clubs won, and the unions and university elections uh, they're winning. You know, now the electoral uh, day is coming. You know, the the the, the parliamentary elect elections are coming in in, uh, in March, and we need to be ready. You know, experts abroad were granted the right to vote. For this, for only the second time, uh, and so this is a big, big advantage. Since, of course, the people abroad are less biased and less, uh, less, uh, let's say, uh, tied to uh, you know direct gains from uh, electoral campaigns, and so they can vote, you know, without bias, and uh, and they can make a huge difference since we have a, a big diaspora outside. Um, I think it's it's the solution will come, you know, as we as we continue this revolution throughout the elections and then 
it will it will produce better governments and better governments will produce better public sectors and this is the way to change and then the public sector will make everything else different uh, uh, through the through the public sector and and through the private sector as well but the public sector has has drained everything down you know has has drained the private sector has destroyed uh, all the services you know the basic services you know a regular citizen would need from hospitalization from meds from uh, from uh, social security uh, from uh, electricity and and uh, you know uh, <laughs> uh, heating and uh, and and the basics yeah all the fundamentals we can't survive without them yeah you're definitely yeah. right i think um, a country like that definitely needs a good leadership you know a le- good leaders are what gonna make the situation better a good government yeah okay um we'll transition to the next topic we don't have a lot of time yeah, to cover all in one hour okay uh please tell me how did you get started traveling traveling uh, well you know the first time i traveled uh, was uh was with my family i tra- i used to travel with my family and then i used to travel with my father um we went uh, one time to to uh, germany and to netherlands we had a convention to attend over there as you know uh, my dad was a restaurateur and uh, we had two restaurants at the time and so he was uh, excited to to uh, to attend you know the latest um, the latest happenings of the industry and so i accompanied him uh, at the time that was my first time in uh, in europe then i used to travel with my friends and um, and then i got to uh, i got to live you know in france for two years uh, pursuing my master's degree uh, in hotel management uh, and and in france of course you know living in europe you have the chance to roam around and to uh, to visit different countries uh, without any hassle since uh, you know the eu uh, the united uh, the 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 eu boundary sorry and uh, the, that was uh, i think the start of you know um, extensive traveling and um, and then i had the chance to work in amman uh, jordan for, uh, for three years um, i also got my share of traveling uh, um Yes, so so it's you know uh, um, a string of uh, events you know that got me to uh, to uh, get the chance to to travel you know different parts of the world with yeah. my time you know in France uh, and my sister you know living in in Italy and uh, and uh, my my uh, my career in Jordan um, it's a mix of things you know I I think I had my fair share of travel I would love to continue that you know. I think it's very uh, it's a, it's a big fortune you know to to be able to travel and to see different places on this earth but you know uh, life is too, too short not to yeah definitely life is too short <laughs> okay so you started traveling yeah. for work and uh, you also got into exploring nature and being near nature you know i always had something for nature you know i've been a boy scout you know since i was 7 years old uh, and the age of 19 so i was very close to nature always have been um and and you know uh, especially coming back from jordan 
uh, I had time. I had time, and you know, then uh, COVID came, and so uh, it wasn't, you know, the usual, the usual dynamics of a lifestyle that we had. So we had to find, you know, different ways and different shelters and different, uh, you know, um, places to go. Uh, and, and, and that couldn't be, you know, uh, the mall or, you know, the, or the restaurant anymore. So we need to find different, um, different destinations. So another therapy. And for me, nature, you know, um, just was... Uh, was uh, was so highlighted at the time and uh, was the the thing to to do and the place to go and the place where i enjoyed the most um, whether it was you know a picnic or you know a hike or visiting you know an, a nice tiny hamlet or a village yeah um, but i've always been a big fan of nature you know and then going um, going more often there you know got me to uh, to develop this hobby of you know um knowing more about trees about different trees you know and i've, I've been reading in a, in a book of trees uh, that that uh, that uh, explains you know and portrays you know the, the, some of the best trees in the world so uh <laughs> i got more hooked you know as as I as I traveled through nature, you know, I, I got more more and more, you know, addicted and hooked. Yeah, you're a dendrophile. That's uh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's, yeah, that's really interesting, Peter. Um, as a child, um, this is something exactly that I wanted to do. You know, go in nature and explore and explore the littlest of things and how you see how they expand your mind about life yes yes i mean uh, reflecting you know uh, with trees around uh, especially you know those old trees you know that that have been there and you know have survived the, the, the toughness of nature you know and all those storms and uh, all those different seasons um you get uh, th- th- there is some some kind of inspiration you know to mm-hmm. to absorb you know from that setting and i do find it every time yeah absolutely it's like um connecting with our real self you know who we used to be back in the days so it's like going back to who we really are you know not sitting in closed rooms with phone in your hand but being in our real environment not just uh exploring in nature but you have also been to a lot of places in lebanon or around lebanon yeah before we talk about that uh you also kept mentioning about jordan i want to know what was it like for you to work in jordan and what is that place like how is it different from lebanon and all oh jordan i i spent a good year in jordan you know like four years four years in jordan uh two different cities uh First was the capital city up north, uh, Amman, um, and the second one was Aqaba at the Red Sea, down south, four hours away, driving from Amman. So uh, extreme opposites in terms of uh, landscape. Uh, the north, you know, is known to be uh, um, greener. Uh, it's known to be uh, uh, higher, you know, in terms of altitude as well. Um, Amman itself, I think, is uh, is nestled over. Uh, over a thousand a thousand meters high above oh, really? sea level you know it's one of the highest capitals you know in terms of altitude you don't find many capitals you know uh, um, uh, based on on such uh, such heights usually um, 
whereas Aqaba had a different, totally different weather. You know, it's very dry, and it's uh, also um, it's also um, uh, kind of uh, uh, kind of um, let's say very very uh, very warm. It's very warm where the temperature could rise to 45 and 46 degrees uh, during the summer season, even more sometimes. Um, it's it's uh, surrounded by deserts and this small uh, body of sea, which is the Red Sea. And it is the Aqaba. Okay. The Aqaba city. So it's even, you know, a smaller part of the Red Sea. It's not the whole Red Sea. It's the, the tiny, narrow passage that takes you to the Red Sea. And you can basically see through it to Egypt. It's not too wide. So, um, but that was the only part that Jordan had from the Red Sea. Only maybe 22 or 23 kilometers uh, of a share it had from this Red Sea. So this city was, uh, was based uh, on that coast. Also beautiful. Uh, Jordan is a beautiful country. Uh, you would be surprised. Everyone was surprised. And everyone who visits Jordan is surprised how wonderful this country is. Uh, it has so much uh, diversity, you know, when it comes to its uh, landscapes and nature. Um, and the lowest, you know, point on Earth, basically, at the Dead Sea. If yeah. you go there, it's 450 meters below sea level, which is... Wow. Um, which which is the lowest point on earth uh -huh. um, yeah. yes and you will feel you know that the, the oxygen level is too high you know it's it's higher than regular and that's why they advise you know people with breathing issues to uh, to go and receive therapy there uh the even the terrain you know the the, the black uh, the black uh, landscapes you know the the, the black rocks that you yeah. will see there, the type of, uh, of flora you will see there. It's all, you know, relative to, uh, um, to this nature and to this, uh, this part of the world, which is uh, very unique. And, uh, you know, there's, there are different things. There's beauty in the desert there, you know, where they've shot many different movies um, because, of that, um, uh, because of that beauty in, in that desert. Uh, like Wadi Ram is such an amazing place. Uh, you get to 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 experience you know, the Bedouin lifestyle over there, with uh, some real Bedouins that still live and uh, and and uh, spend you know their lives, um, uh, you know, uh, keeping up with that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of ruins, a lot of uh, old churches, a lot of old mosques. Um, it's a country of uh, of history, you know. It's it's a part of the old world, and many ancient civilizations has have passed through uh, Jordan, you know, at the time. So you'll find reminiscence of of of, of the Romans, uh, of the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the, uh, the Greeks, and uh, of the Crusaders, and of a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, civilizations, many more. Uh, the same goes to Lebanon, you know, when it comes to history and to 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 the civilizations that went through, um, only Lebanon has a different different uh, landscape. It's uh, more monotonous. You know, mm -hmm. it's a smaller country. So and it's uh, it's mainly it's a green country uh, with with a mountain and a coast and a valley. 
So uh, Jordan is, is much bigger, you know, and uh, nature changes more dramatically as you go from north to south. So in terms of uh, the basket of natural diversity, you'll find more in Jordan. Uh, but uh, but in, in Lebanon, you'll find more um, more uh, as to as to, uh, you know, the, the elements of nature, let's say, you know, when it comes to rivers. Jordan has only one river. Lebanon has 22 rivers. Wow. You know, so this, this changes, yes, this changes, you know, the, the, the dynamics of nature, you know, uh, yeah. drastically because rivers change a lot. You know, they change in the, 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 the stone. They change in the, in the type of, uh, of, of trees you have. They change in many things, you know, and the type of animals that live there. Uh, they, they, they draw valleys. So uh, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're similar in one way and different in the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both Jordan and Lebanon uh, sound like an amazing place. And I like what you mentioned there, you know, um, the, the nature is different on different places. It's amazing yeah. to look at, you know, how diverse it is. Yes, 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 true. Very true. If you go north, it's, uh, I mean, it's there, there is one, uh, one place in Jordan called Ajlur. If you go there, you would think you're in, in Mount Lebanon. It's mm. very lush and very green and, and very well taken care of and full of pine trees. And, you know, it's, you'll feel like, oh, this is not Jordan. How come this is here? You know, uh, you'd be shocked. And then you go uh, a, little, a little down south and you'll feel, oh, I see it's a, it's a desert country. And then you go to the Dead Sea and you see this um, magnificent terrains of black rocks and red rocks and, you know, you name it. Uh, it's, uh, it's also very, uh, very mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. Um, how is culture there different and people there are different? Our culture is different between, um, between Lebanon and Jordan, of course. I'll tell you the yeah. differences, but first I have to say that, you know, they might be some of the... Or let's say uh, Jordan might have this, the closest culture, you know, uh, social culture to, 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 to the Lebanese society right now mm -hmm. in the Arab world. Because both countries, you know, are, are considered open countries in terms of Arab nations. Um, perhaps Lebanon, you know, a, a little more open since the, in Lebanon you have a little bit more, you know, uh, uh, a bit more, you know, uh, of of Christianity, uh, of, more, more, you know, the Christian community is a little bit wider, and then openness to the West mm -hmm. is um, a little, comes a little more often than in Jordan. Uh, but also Jordan uh, has developed this openness to the West, uh, especially you know when having uh, an open-minded king um, that uh, you know basically had. Uh, an Anglo-Saxon, uh, an Anglo-Saxon mother. So uh, this openness came also innate to to the king of Jordan, which changed a lot, I think, with um, in, in in how things are perceived to the Jordanian culture. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that, and that apart, there's a lot of uh, a lot of other similarities, you know, between uh, the countries. Of course, they speak the same language. I mean, they write the same language. They, they speak it very, very, also very similarly compared mm -hmm. to other Arab nations. Say, yeah. uh, a country in the in North Africa has a very different dialect, and sometimes it's very, very hard to understand what they say in Morocco or in Tunisia or in Algeria. Let's say, 
although Arabic, you know, is the, the, the official language, it's very hard, very differently spoken, you know, in those countries when compared to the Levant area, uh, so where, where, let's say, Syria, Lebanon, and uh, Jordan speak uh, a similar dialect. Yeah. Have you been to Morocco? I have not, but I'd love to, you know, it's on top of my list. I've been wanting to visit Morocco for, uh, for a long time. Mm. But if if I if I uh, if I go there, you know, it's going to be a two week thing because it's such a big country and has uh, such beautiful places that you don't want to miss. So I don't want to go there and do you know half the half the traveling. Uh, I want to ha- spend a good two week, you know, traveling Morocco. So uh, finding the time and the resources, well, these days uh, to do so has been uh, quite a challenge lately. So um, hopefully so. Yeah. Have yeah. you? Have you been? No, I've I've not been anywhere actually. I always find, <laughs> yeah fantasize about traveling. Well, yeah. but, but in in India yeah. you have a lot of uh, beautiful places. I yes. think uh, India is is, uh, is one of those you know underrated countries when it comes to to tourism, and still I think there's uh, much to uh, much more to be explored you know and to be promoted basically to the to the uh, to the uh, tourist uh, tourist masses you know around the world about how beautiful you know india is i have a few friends uh, in india and you know they've shared with me amazing pictures to to beautiful places there absolutely i definitely agree with you i've been only i guess uh, three to four states in india that's it I've been to the Himalayas. Himalayas is famous, you know, tourists from all over the world come there. And in the south, we have good beaches and religious places, good places for spiritual people, you know, um, upside. So definitely it is beautiful. It's also blessed with good wildlife. Yes, I can imagine. Yeah. And people here are hospitable, just like you guys in Arab world. And very friendly. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Some of the more <laughs> most hospitable people in the world, I'm sure. Yeah, so it's amazing. And the food you have, you have such an amazing food. <laughs> I think also the Indian cuisine is still one of the the, the, the most underrated. You know, although, I mean, it's it is a present everywhere, but still, I think India has uh, has more of a regional cuisine that differs from one state to the other. You know. Um, and which gives it, you know, that much more depth than, than, than you know, all the, the, the smaller cuisines. When you say Greek cuisine or when you say uh, Italian cuisine, okay, Italian cuisine is, is, is also regional. Is Italy compared to India? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. so, so, so I, think, I think there's much, you know, when it comes to Indian cuisine to be... Uh, to be explored you know by the by the world absolutely i was just going to mention food after that and yeah people are gonna love food and that's right um every food every state has uh its own speciality and it's different completely different way of cooking and um it's also said that um the food the food that's grown in that state is consumed there and it's different you know as you said nature changes food changes and people change as well so yeah i think we have a perfect True. country you know uh, mountains in the upside and we have ocean in the in down below so yeah i love uh, you know i want to explore india as well yeah it's a very rich nation definitely yeah definitely and uh 
speaking of food, uh, we also have a lot of, lot of similarities when it comes to cooking, you know, the spices and all uh, Middle Eastern dishes and us. I think we yes, share some yes, connection from ancient days. That's true. That's true. That's true. Especially, I think, in the in the Gulf and countries, the the, the countries in the Gulf of uh, of uh, Arabia, they use a lot of spices and they eat a lot of rice as well. So, uh, which is also, I think, very similar to the to the to to, to a lot of places yes. in India where the where rice is, you know, the main the main component of. Everything. Oh yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm also sure, you know, that in different parts of the country in India, the same way it is in China, that uh, you know, you know, this this um, this basically uh, the core of your meal, you know, changes the, or the main carb, you know, changes. Where in places where you don't have rice, I think they eat bread, right, or they eat, uh, you know, a different form of carb carbohydrate. Well, it's normally rice, yeah, rice and coconut. It's normally rice. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it is rice. There are some other grains, but uh, rice is hugely consumed. That's true. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Rice is king. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys also have best spices, I guess, even today. I watched this uh, show on um, Fox Life, you know, Iriana's Iran. Have you been to Iran? No. no. <laughs> I want to go to Iran. <laughs> okay uh, okay sure no problem but you guys have uh, you know desert that means uh dates and all the dry fruits and the saffron you guys have it the best uh okay uh, lebanon is a little bit different from you know all the other arab countries because we, okay. we have no desert here we don't have mm -hmm. any uh, desert you know landscape so so it's it's different you know it's it's a little bit more uh, lush and green all over I'll, um, I'll give you uh, a quick um, view of where yeah sure closer, you know what I'm talking about yeah this is part of the mountain where I live wow you can see, see the Mediterranean this is it's only the beginning of the mountain and the mountain stretches up to 3,000 meters high Okay. Wow. This is the really? beginning of Mount Lebanon. This is built in the, in the, the scene. It's beautiful. The capital. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's different from you know, say Saudi Arabia or Oman mm -hmm. or Qatar or the UAE because it's a very different um, it's a very different environment, very different uh, ecosystem. There's no desert. It's it's all lush. You can grow whatever you want. You have evergreen trees. You have seasonal trees. Um, it's uh, very close to, say, the south of Turkey or the south of uh, of uh, Greece or the south of Italy in terms of nature, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like perfect, you know, perfect. Yeah, like you it said. It is a beautiful country, you know. This is yeah. this is why we, 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 we really, you know, very much attached to this country. It's you know it's really really a beautiful place to live in yeah i would be attached if i was from that place for sure yeah what what makes you know lebanon really special is okay it's 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 um it's very diverse you know when it comes to landscapes and nature but 
this diversity you can find in bigger nations, of course, but what makes it special is combining this diversity in a very small uh, in a very small uh, uh, volume. It's only yeah. a de- ten thousand kilometer ten thousand kilometer country. You know, when it comes to the size, it's, it's a very tiny nation. Mm-hmm. But having you know combined um, very high mountains, uh, beautiful coast, um, a, a valley. Uh, so in in a very small proximity, makes makes Lebanon or gives Lebanon its identity. Yeah, yeah, sure. And what's uh, challenging for people there when it the place is that diverse is to maintain uh, their culture and still live together with all these other people from very different type of culture. I guess you know, is that what you mean by diverse? No, I, I was talking about, you know, natural diversity. Oh, okay. And the, land, the, the different landscapes you have here, you know, or the, say, the richness of the soil. <laughs> okay. But, um... but also, 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 you know, so socially, you know, we're a very diverse country. You have mm-hmm. people, you know, you have, I mean, you have three three or four different types of Islam here. You have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, 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 the Shi'ite Islam, which goes back to Iran. And you have the Sunni Islam, uh, Islam, which which goes back to to, to to Mecca in Saudi Arabia, and you have the Druze, and you have the Ismailite, uh, and you have the Alawite, okay, and you have uh, eight or nine different types of Christianities, you know, different sects of Christianity also here, which makes Lebanon, you know, those so 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 uh, uh, religiously and and socially diverse. Yeah, that's true. And all of you guys are living together with peace? Uh, yeah, we've been living together all right, you know, since 1990 after the civil war, where, uh, you know, the, where, uh, where we had uh, constant, uh, constant battles, you know, where Beirut was destroyed seven times since uh, the 19, uh, 1965. So 1965 to 1990 was uh, a catastrophe, you know, in the history of Lebanon. We had all sorts of war, you know, with each one of those sects trying to gain control of the situation in Lebanon and trying to eliminate the other parts or uh, the other sects. So um, lesson learned is that we, you cannot eliminate anyone. We have to coexist. And since 1990, it's been all about, you know, finding ways, finding different ways to uh, to to coexist, however, you know, without having this uh, this true uh, uh, this true will to to unite or this true will to build a nation together, or you know, the, just the, the formula wasn't there until 17 October 2019, where everyone you know was revolting in the streets and in all Lebanese cities, holding only one flag, the Lebanese flag, nothing else. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm gonna have to quickly move to the next one. Okay, Peter. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the description that you told me about Lebanon or Jordan or some other places in Middle East, um, this is nothing like what we hear on news. You know, when you hear from a person that has actually been from the place, then you hear the truth. But when you hear news talking about these countries, all you hear is these are bad places or dangerous places, you know, where all the terrorism and all the, you know, all those negative things rise. But yeah. that's not true. 
you know this is like a misrepresentation of this place definitely when you when you talk about uh, i mean when you bring the terrorism or associate uh, jordan with terrorism it's totally uh, a misleading thought mm. uh, jordan is one of the most peaceful countries in the world and the most uh, and 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 one of the safest countries in the world so really? this is definitely a misconception definitely when it comes to lebanon I will tell you, it, it, not, right now, it's not the safest country. Of course, it's not. Right yeah. now, it's not the safest country. We don't have bombings. We don't have bombings happening everywhere. You know, uh, we have tension between uh, uh, parties that, uh, that, that want to build a nation and parties that, that are, near, are, not, are not seeking to build a nation. So mm. tension is everywhere. And, you know, the, 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 just the lifestyle and the routine, you know, has been very tough lately. You will find difficulties trying to say fill up your tank. You know, if if you come here driving, my friends were coming from Jordan here. I told them not to come, not to visit right now. Now it's not the time. Uh, uh, transformation right now. So uh, yeah. if you ask me, is it to visit Lebanon? I would say definitely no. But will Lebanon go back to its uh, to its uh, good old days? You know, and its peace and its uh, uh, security and it's safe, uh, safe uh, uh, pace. Of course it will. Of course it will. And you know everyone get the chance to, to to come and visit this beautiful nation. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Definitely. And all of you guys have your own struggles when it comes to Jordan or Lebanon or Sudan or some other countries. Um, you know, to build your country back up, fighting with all of this chaos some kind of chaos yeah yeah you start to and i think this chaos is uh, just um before the b- before the order is um established in the country proper order right so i think yeah the best will come from this hopefully yes yes you know i think uh, i think uh, i think social media and you know this um the internet and you know the abundance of smartphones lately this past say five to ten years you know has created some new wave of awareness to to social rights and to civil duties and to uh, you know to the progression of the human mind everywhere mm-hmm. and so that's why i think you are seeing those the uprising you know uh, revolutions uh, around you know those developing nations and so um especially when you have when you have other countries you know uh, being able to impact change in those countries whether positively or negatively um when you have a society uh, that's made of many different uh, lego parts uh, different countries can get involved into that building up process Mm-hmm. or or scattering scattering process whatever it is yeah. so uh, lebanon has always been susceptible to change and mm-hmm. now it has all been uh, been been projected towards you know positive change so hopefully we get to we get to continue our revolution you know in the uh, uh, in the court and and to 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 hold you know whoever whoever was accountable for the explosion of 4th of august and to hold whomever was accountable for the losses and for the corruption, you know, who, that invaded our governments since 1990. 
and you know form uh, form you know a new a new uh, a new nation basically a new nation with 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 uh, more civil and secular thought than ever before because this is what we can unite around you know all all Lebanese from different parts of Lebanon with different sects and values and histories and religions can unite for can unite with it's the idea of having a strong uh, nation a strong you know uh, government that works for all Lebanon without any bias yeah definitely i'm sure i believe in people of lebanon that that will happen yeah okay yeah, you're hopefully here. hopefully we're praying so yes okay um what was it like for you to travel around Lebanon and exploring different historical places? <laughs> you know, I might, I might sound, you know, uh, I might sound, you know, uh, biased <laughs> because <laughs> this is my country. But, you know, every time I, uh, every visit, every visit and every village I visit, you know, it's, uh, there's always, you know, surprises, whether on the level of nature, on the level of architecture, history. Uh, uh, gastronomy. There's always something new, you know. You discover when you visit those villages. They are very old, very old villages. So different civilizations have passed through those villages and have left something different. Right. And each village has, you know, it has its own flavor. Uh, and this is where you really discover, you know, how. How diverse the mount the mountain of Lebanon is. Mm-hmm. When you have a mountain that's so high that goes up to three thousand meters, and I'm sure in India you have even higher mountains. And and so uh, the 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 um, well, you know, the, the the cluster of of the ecosystem changes as you go higher and as you go further further from the sea and closer again to the sea. So uh, it gives this gives you know each village we have because most of the villages are clustered around you know the mountainous area of Lebanon of Mount Lebanon basically and okay. you know the the side of the mountain facing the sea has a different landscape and totally different nature from of the side of the mountain not facing the sea which is much drier so cool. you see vast you know transformation of nature as you go from this side to that side my mom's my mom's uh, village is on the other side so it's very different you know it's full of juniper trees wow. juniper trees and uh, oak trees yes uh, juniper trees they live on very high altitudes and require uh, little little uh, water and you don't get much precipitation and you don't get much rain you know the same way you get on the other side of the mountain facing the sea because mm-hmm. we all know you know Basically, rain comes off the seas, yeah. so you find a totally different nature with uh, with with a different different uh, sea, mm-hmm. and so every village has its own different taste, and the villages on the coast are very different, and the villages in the valley, uh, uh, the valley, uh, the valley of Pekka, which is which is beyond the mountain, the Mount Lebanon range, you know, it's uh, it's also very different. So uh, there's a very different scene in every village, whether it, whether it comes to nature and when it comes to history and to culture and to, you know, uh, food and religion. And it's always fascinating, you know, discovering one more. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. Now I really understand what you mean by diverse and how it is diverse. So interesting. No, I, I was just saying, you know, in, in India, you have so much diversity as well. So I think uh, you can compare this uh, even maybe to, to, to a higher extent in India. You know, when you travel to, to different places, it could feel like a very different country <laughs> with the language changing and, you know, the religions and the food and nature and everything. Oh, yeah, definitely relatable. Yeah, 100%. And uh, when we're traveling, Peter, around, especially in the mountains or around the mountains, those people in villages, they're not like the people in the cities. They're very different, you know? They're no. <laughs> yeah, miracles of humanity, really kind hearts. Honest, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're much more direct. Uh, <laughs> they have a simple lifestyle. Um, they're tougher, you know, they're stronger physically. Yeah. Uh, you would shake a woman, a, a woman's hand and you'd feel, oh, oh my God, like my hands are so <laughs> soft. <laughs> I never realized my hands were so soft until I've shaken, you know, a, a lady's hand mm. who, uh, who prepares, you know, basically uh, who ages uh, uh, veggies, uh, who um, prepares... Uh, stores basically um eggplants and cucumbers she in in in, uh, in jars of vinegar you know um, she prepares that kind of uh, winter winter food so her hands were so dry i felt uh, i was <laughs> the lady yeah yeah i think these people don't need to go to the gym you know what they do for no. you know a living yeah that's what they it's like farmers and they're really strong yeah, and they also are the they ones are, that yes. live for the longest. That's true, that's true. Yeah. And also about their food, um, it's really, it tastes really different from what we taste in the cities. Uh, definitely. I have to agree. And even, you know, uh, the air is even mm. cleaner. The air is even cleaner than what we have here. So uh, it's a much healthier lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And it's the best. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, what's even more impressive about these people is they're really away from technology and all the things that we have in cities, but they're happy, you know, as they are. It's less convenient, but uh, it's more fulfilling, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, Peter, um, we have to wrap this up, I guess, uh, almost an hour. All right. Uh, please tell me about uh, Hose Tanorin. Is that right pronunciation? Hose Tanorin? Oh, Jos, Jos, Jos Tanorin, yes. Okay, Jos Tanorin. <laughs> Jos Tanorin yeah. 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 Tell well, us about you know, uh, Yeah, well, this project came, you know, from uh, my, uh, my passion to nature and, you know, my, my relationship with nature. Uh, so uh, was it the case, you know, uh, with my f- friend of mine, uh, Makram, who is the co-founder as well. Um, we spoke about this idea, you know, a few years back uh, in his hometown, uh, Mountainous Tanuri, um, a beautiful, uh, beautiful village. Uh, it's a big village, you know, uh, high up the north, the northern uh, mountains of Lebanon. And so uh, we used to go there sometimes to spend the weekend uh, at, his, uh, at his place. And uh, we had the chance to to roam around and to see different places. So he uh, showed me once, uh, you know, one lot that we checked out and then it was gone. So uh, 
the next year, you know, uh, I was coming back from Jordan, and you know, Makam had this idea that oh, since you're coming back, maybe we can we can maybe we can do this. I found you know uh, another lot. You might like it. So uh, come, come, let's check it out. So I visited, and then we saw it together. And I was amazed, you know, with how beautiful this uh, this piece was. It was around 3,000 meter, you know, big. And um, just by the river uh, and by, you know, a very virgin river that, that sources only one kilometer away. So it's mm. super fresh, super clean. Um, the nature, you know, the fauna, the, the fauna and the flora there was also amazing. Over 10 different types of trees inside that small, small place. So you can feel wow. how rich you know, this, this, this soil is. Amazing. And so um, it was amazing. So um, we thought maybe we can do something there. Maybe we can preserve this, this beauty in nature, you know, and just uh, uh, build around it and just dress it up nice and, and, and eco-friendly, of course, without, you know, having to change anything in the scene, without having to destroy any piece of, uh, of beautiful nature there is. So um, we got the, you know, to collaborate and to, to bring resources together and form this, uh, this, uh, this place, you know, called Jost and Marine, uh, giving people you know, the chance to come and experience nature the way we like and the way uh, we think is, is, is uh, eco-friendly and is environmentally uh, uh, decent to do and to, to, to having the chance to sleep there without having uh, the fundamentals or the know-how of, you know, uh, wild, wild camping. A lot of people, you know, they, they love the idea, especially after COVID, you know, this became kind of a trend or, you know, uh, a destination. Nature became more of a destination, but, you know, different forms of and, and activities uh, uh, in nature, you know, uh, started to emerge. And so we wanted to offer people, you know, the chance to, to come in and not to worry about the hassle of uh, the tent, the hassle of the sleeping bag or the bed, the, the hassle of, uh, of uh, having, bringing so much stuff, you know, and yeah. the hassle of the breakfast, you know. So this is, this is why the tagline, you know, came out, experience local nature. Yeah. So come in and ex experience the nature locally. And why local is that because all products we had there, you know, uh, were, were locally sourced and the staff were local and the breakfast was locally prepared by a lady from the village, you know, mm -hmm. wow. and all those, the, the items we have, we had there from, you know, uh, 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 accents and, 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 uh, and cucumbers, you know, they're all sourced from the village. So, nice. and everything is organic, of course. So nothing, you know, uh, nothing to misrepresent the, 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 des the destination and nothing to, to uh, bother nature, you know, around us there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it that you, you're concerned about not harming the nature. That's nice. And uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, what is it like for people when they come and experience at Joe's Tanorin? You know, this season has been has uh, has been both fortunate and and unfortunate for us. You know, it has been the first season, 
yeah. we were able to launch the project and to open you know the the site the way we wanted and to feature the things we wanted to feature and to have the have enough capital to do so mm. and time of course because time and capital were both challenges um our budget you know doubled basically from the day we 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 drew our uh, business plan until the day we 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 opened the project so and and time also was not on our side because we have been working on the ground you know since april because before that it's very cold you know you have snow and it's too cold there to 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 do any actual work uh, mm-hmm. on the ground so the work on the ground all started in april we had to open and we were able to open the 1st of july so april may june or oh, where 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 about you know field work and about you know completing this project on the ground um we were uh, thankfully you know able to uh, open uh, in the beginning of uh, as of as of the 1st of june and to test you know the the season and to test the project throughout june july august september and now this uh, coming weekend is the last weekend you know is the last uh, uh, is the last of this uh, first season yeah um and it has been very successful in terms of guest experience you know the people who are visiting uh, our site are really enjoying they're really sharing they're really uh, promoting they're really talking about it they're really thanking us for the experience you know they they're, they're loving it everyone has been loving it you know this has been you know the the utmost uh, uh, reward you know of that mm-hmm. project so far uh also you know the the staff have been having fun you know there we've uh, we've selected some of the uh, the uh, some members of the local community there so they also found themselves in that place so they're also enjoying themselves um now now financially we weren't able to get the targets we we aimed at because first of the devaluation situation because the currency devalued uh, twice you know since we opened since we've done our investment you know the the currency has devalued twice and uh, the second thing is that uh, the volume well uh, we were able to capture you know half the volume we targeted for this season uh, and that's because of the fuel uh, the fuel scarcity and the fuel issue that was uh, unprecedented you know and unexpected in august in august and september so we had this issue in august and september which was you know uh, uh it was uh, it was expected to be you know the high season it was uh, labeled as the high season you know, for us so for us to have such devastated uh, circumstances you know affected our business levels mm-hmm. and so many cancellations happened you know on that flight and um you know it 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 did affect you know the, the the ability of people to to be able to 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 come and you know turn on their cars and you know it's it's been very tough for Lebanon really a very tough summer you know imagine going to to uh, to having having to fill up your 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 tank uh, you might want to uh, wait for or five hours you know at the, at the gas station well really so, and you know us being located one hour uh one hour and 15 minutes away from the capital city um didn't play in our favor mm-hmm. yeah that's very sad very unfortunate but yeah, yeah regardless of um 
all of these difficulties and challenges. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, thank you, Shireen. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you know, marketing also has been a success. You know, for us, we've been able to promote and to to really uh, uh, portray. You know, the as much as we can, as much as we can. You know, going there is still different. And mm-hmm. still, you know, um, you will find that marketing <laughs> has not giving it it's uh, has not giving it justice. But uh, we're trying our best, you know, to uh, to promote the place and to show, you know, uh, how beautiful it is. Uh, on Instagram, we have a, a very talented uh, marketing team helping us, you know, supporting us uh, throughout the social media, and uh, we've been able to to attract. Uh, very talented uh, local uh, influencers and bloggers you know that uh, that helped um, capture the the, the 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 beauty of the place yeah it's really beautiful and it deserves to be promoted and it deserves uh, visits and all the appreciation uh, and praise of people definitely hopefully you you get to visit sometime <laughs> for sure for sure you know when you approve to visit lebanon i will come <laughs> <laughs> sure you, you'll be more than welcome yeah definitely and um i just had a question i'm blanking what happened oh i just forgot okay it was about the the place or something well it will come to me no problem yeah yeah <laughs> okay happens <Yeah. laughs> the whole time <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, let me just uh, have a look on my on the list of my questions. You know, if I have anything sure, else sure. to ask you, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, I remember. You know what I was going to ask. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, do you know this movie Rocky? Rocky. Yeah. I'm not sure which one. What is uh, it about? That's okay. No problem. Uh, what I want to um, share from that movie is the psychology of the movie. I find it relatable with the story of Lebanon and what you guys are doing, relatable or relevant. You know, Rocky is uh, a boxer without no prospects of future. Okay, he's dumb. He just knows how to punch. Okay, he's fighter. Oh, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Rocky Balboa, you know? Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, <laughs> that's okay. You know, then uh, that's what that story tells us is, you know, you're not winning, but you can always uh, keep fighting. You know, you can refuse to give up, right? And that's something I see right. in you guys. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's been that, you know, uh, for, for, for a long time, it's been that. Uh, now, at least we have a purpose, we have a vision. Yes. That's the only difference. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you will. You guys will win soon. Yeah. Hopefully. Yes, if, if we if we stay put, you know, and we, we we combine all our efforts, you know, towards that that dream or that vision mm-hmm. of having a strong, you know, united Lebanon uh, for all the Lebanese. Yes. Yes, it's possible. It's possible when it's when it's done differently. We need to accept, you know, the idea of change and the idea of doing things differently. And the idea of uniting, you know, to for for a greater good, and 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 to to understand the perks and the benefits of doing so, uh, with all the circumstances and all the devastation we've reached here, you know, it 
it, it's time. It's time we, we understand that change is the only way. Yeah, definitely. And what we what what facilitates you know uh, in the elections? Yes. What yes. what will facilitate yes. change is um, we need good leaders with vision, like you said. We need vision. Yes, definitely. We need good leaders uh, with vision, and we need we need the awareness as much awareness as possible. You know to 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 um, to induce you know this uh, this um, uh, the, the new principles and the new uh, ideas that we we need to have as people you know in order to uh, to uh, to drive this change yeah yeah okay we'll stop here peter <laughs> it was just great talking was to really you fun. Was yeah fun. really Thank you, i appreciate the call uh, yeah i hope it was fun <laughs> oh and yeah! Hopefully, you you really uh, get the chance to visit Lebanon and to learn more about it. Uh, it seems you you are a fanatic of of uh, of traveling and to to exploring different uh, countries. You know, there's yes. a there's a, a, a YouTube channel. I invite you to subscribe to. It's called yeah. uh, Ge Geography Now. Uh, okay. And so they uh, they uh, take 15 to 20, I think, uh, explaining about every different country in the world. And wow. uh, they've done a beautiful job. Uh, I've most of their episodes, yes. Um, so they they go through different all different levels of uh, of uh, you know what 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 builds up this country and all different aspects of uh, of history and and uh, culture and you know geography. So it gives you a great, a very nice idea you know about every country in the world. It's called geography. Now I'll send you the link. Yeah, I just noted down. Yeah, that's super interesting. Thank you so much. I'll I'll look through it. Definitely check it out. And I appreciate you being here on a call today. And You're welcome. Yeah, I learned well, so you. much. My pleasure. New. Yeah, I learned so much new, and I think there is still a lot to learn. I could not cover everything, but it was just amazing. Just made my day. All this information. It's it's great. My pleasure, really. My pleasure. Thank you for your time, and I uh, hope to uh, talk back. Uh, we chat back again soon. Yeah, we'll talk soon again, for sure. I think we definitely yeah. need some more episodes to cover everything. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Definitely. You have a great day ahead. Yeah, have a great, great day. You. Yeah, and all the best to you guys in Lebanon. I salute Thank you. You. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.